What sorts of books do you like to read? Murder mysteries? Fantasy? Sci-fi? Well, what about Christian biographies? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to Wisdom 8 to 8, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan. Who are you? Who are so wise? I have been an avid reader most of my life, but one of the holes in my bookshelves over the years was biography. Somehow, they never really appealed to me. And then early in my pastoral ministry, I was challenged to read a book, a biography, in fact, of Robert Murray McShane, a Scottish pastor who died at the young age of 30 years old. His biography, written by a contemporary and friend, Andrew Bonner, uh, said that McShane was uh, born in 1813 in Edinburgh, Scotland, and he was greatly used of the Lord in his Dundee parish. Bonner's biography included numerous quotes from that young man's uh, own journals that really encouraged me in ministry. And they were amazing for such a young guy. For example, McShane wrote, it is not great talents that God blesses so much as great likeness to Jesus. A holy minister is an awesome weapon in the hand of God. A word spoken by you when your conscience is clear and your heart is full of God's spirit, well, it's worth 10,000 words spoken in unbelief and sin. Uh, but the one quote that really captured my attention and gave direction in my prayer life was McShane's belief that what his congrega congregation needed most from him was not entertainment or a pleasant uplift, uh, uplifting sermon, but his personal holiness. All congregations need that from their pastor. Well, McShane himself was an avid reader of Christian biographies. And so I tried to keep that discipline in the forefront of my pastoral experience. Uh, sometime later, a friend recommended that I read this book called To the Golden Shore by Courtney Johnson. It's the biography of Adoniram Judson, one of America's first missionaries to Burma, which is our present day Myanmar. Now I hadn't heard about him before, and so I thought I would give that book a try. Judson is the father of modern Baptist missions in America. He was born in Malden, Massachusetts in 1788. And after his conversion and seminary training, he wanted to go to Burma. He worked hard to get support to go because missionaries in those days left home almost for good. His friend organized a missionary society to support him financially and spiritually. And so on February 19, 1812, he and his new bride, well, just of two weeks, Anne Hazelton, sailed from Salem, Massachusetts after being ordained in the Congregational Church there. Uh, in fact, there's a plaque on the front of the church commemora uh, commemorating that bit of American church history. Now, the interesting thing about Judson is that he left America as a paedo-baptist. That is, he believed and he practiced infant baptism. But by the time he got to Burma, with all that time to study the Bible, he became convinced of believer's baptism as the thrust of the New Testament. So when the couple arrived in Calcutta, India on June 17th, uh, they sought out William Ward, an associate of William Carey, to be baptized by immersion. Now, if you think ministry is hard on pastors today, and, and it is, you only need to read about the difficulties and tragic losses of the Judsons. It took 12 years before he saw his first convert, and eventually there were 18, and then he formed a church. During that time, he translated the Bible into Burmese. During a time of war, uh, in which the Burmese government rounded up foreigners to expel them from the nation, 
Judson was violently arrested and he spent 17 months in prison. His wife died, their children died. It was a very hard life. Now with all the hardship that he faced, he did not give up, but he went on to plant hundreds of churches and today more than 300,000 believers in Myanmar can trace their spiritual roots back to Judson. Now since those first two biographies, I've had the opportunity to read several more. So let me share with you three reasons why I think it's important for Christians to read Christian biographies. First, uh, we'll read about men and women who loved and obeyed God with an unflinching uh, faith in the face of hardships that few of us ever suffer. And what surprises us is as we read how well they suffered. For example, one English Puritan whom I really admired uh, for his preaching ministry is John Owen. Owen and his wife had 11 children, and before he left the ministry, he buried all 11 of them, and then he buried his wife. His readings on, the commun on his communion with God and the glories of Christ are some of the best you'll ever read in the English language. Second, the good authors are those who will tell you more than dates and the things that happened, but how God worked in their lives. And I found this greatly encouraging, and I began looking for patterns that would show me how God was at work in my own life. And in particular, you'll read about their diligence in prayer and how God responded to their needs. A good biography will encourage your prayer life. And third, I found the secret of their influence on others. They dug deep into the springs of communion with God. It was their radical dependence on God um, in, this, in any foreign land in which many of them died without ever returning home. That's what nourished their growth and sustained them in all their difficulties. When I read about the standards of godliness in the lives of Christians who have served the Lord faithfully, it humbled me and it gave me targets to pray for, to persevere, to endure suffering, to look to Christ for and in everything, and to learn how to pray. So, if you're interested in reading about biographies of faithful Christian men and women of the past, just let me know. I've got a list. Well, that's all the time we have for today, and thanks for joining me and uh, Steve Dion uh, as we uh, work together to stamp out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You'll be of good cheer. <laughs>